0: Welcome to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, the clean approach to building your successful business. Now, let's introduce Tom Borg and Dr. Dave Miles. Welcome to episode one of Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, giving you the clean approach to building a successful business. And by clean, we're not talking about spick and span and dust mops. We're talking about clean, communication, leadership engagement, and no drama. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dr. Dave Miles with Dr. Dave Leadership Corp. And I'm joined here with Tom Borg with Tom Borg Consulting. And our topic today for episode one is going to be three foolproof ways to maintain honest and open communication with your employees. So Tom, why is this important? Well, Dave, so
1: much today we've got businesses and organizations that are having issues with productivity, with engagement, with uh, having people want to stay with the company or organization they're with. And part of that problem is that we just don't really have real connection in that workplace. We don't really have people that feel like they're part of a, a family, so to speak. And that's one of the things we want to talk about here today. Okay.
0: No, that sounds good. Well, you're right. It's one of the things I, I look at when I work with companies is that, a lot of folks don't realize exactly how expensive turnover and engagement is. Mm-hmm. You just Back in the day, it was, okay, well, there's 15 people applying for this job. You don't want it. There's 14 more people waiting as soon as you leave. But now, with the economy the way it is, you've know, you got around the area that I live at, it's around 2.5% unemployment, mm. and you don't have – that's about – close to full employment as you're going to get and you just don't have 50 60 people waiting in line for every job Mm -hmm. especially a lot of your entry-level jobs and so Mm -hmm. maintaining that open and honest communication keeping people engaged and people wanting to work there is even more important than ever I feel that's
1: right you know there's a story true story about Sam Goldwyn of MGM back in the day Mm. he was a great producer but story goes, he called his team around him because after six box office flops, he was upset, frustrated. And so he called his team together and said, listen, I want you people to tell me what we're doing wrong, what I'm doing wrong, even if it means your job. Well, you can imagine no one said anything. I mean, that's the kind of of dictatorial leadership that will get you no place when it comes to having people being open and honest and being willing to really contribute to the to the
0: solution that you're looking for. So I can't imagine, especially back then, how expensive having six Mm -hmm. box office flops would be. So, I mean, I, I, in one way I would applaud him by getting everybody together and say, Hey, tell me what's exactly wrong with me. Very self-reflective. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's wrong with MGM. Okay, great. What's wrong with me? What am I doing personally? What are, what is the company? What's wrong with it? What's, is there something with the culture or the processes or systems? Is there something? Like, okay, applaud for number one, applaud for number two. But then you totally just ruin it by saying, even if it means losing your job by saying something. Mm-hmm, exactly. So what
1: he's doing wrong, obviously, which we still find in the workplace thing far too often, is that we're not making it safe for our employees, our team, our managers to to just share what's going wrong, what needs to change. And if that means the decision maker or the the owner, if they need to do something differently, this is something that needs to be done. We need to embrace any kind of constructive criticism to make it a better organization. So I think that's the key right there is to have an opportunity to just be open and honest with your team and
0: not take it personally. No, I would absolutely agree with that because really in the big picture, I mean, really the best ideas should win and it shouldn't really matter who gets the credit. And to be honest with you, when you really look at, you know, being a great leader, one of the biggest things, and it goes back thousands of years, it really came into fruition from a scientific aspect, maybe 20 years ago, and you started really looking at the servant leadership aspect of it. But really, as leaders, we're not the ones that are servicing the customers, we're, we are Serving the people that are serving the customers and That's so think, right. if you don't make that space a, You know a safe space for them make it where they want to come to work Where they want to do what they need to do and do the right thing making it easy for people to do the right thing I, I have a, a statement that I'd like to use all the time that employees are just bad filters, you know carbon uh, Reverse osmosis. There's lots of great filters that are out there. Employees are just not a good filter system for the long term. You can't continue to dump, dump, dump on the employees and have them filter that out and just give blue skies and puppy dogs and rainbows and unicorns to your customers and deliver this great customer experience where they don't feel like as an internal customer, they're getting a great customer experience. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I think we both agree. I think part of the challenge is for the business owner or manager to get their ego out of the way. I think that's part of the problem is they don't have to always be right as a matter of fact it 's good when they 're wrong because it shows their people that it's okay to be wrong and just recover from the mistake you make or get the information you need to to correct what you did. but I think the key is really to be able to have that transparency to be open and honest embrace those those challenges, embrace those situations where uh, something doesn 't go right, but just as a team get together and do what it takes to to learn from that experience and to move forward.
0: Oh, I would definitely agree with that. It's one of the things that I guess it's tough for people to admit that I was wrong. My idea was wrong. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the idea takes a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. to be able to put that ego aside and even to say, Hey, maybe the idea was great, but the implementation of it was wrong. I've seen some great ideas that were implemented well and were beautiful success stories, somebody take the same idea, go to mm-hmm. a different agency, a different business, a different department, poor implementation, and then they blame the idea. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Maybe the idea was great, but maybe the way you implemented it was not the greatest. So Absolutely. lots of ways, but being able to, to step back and kind of eat the humble pie and say, mm-hmm. all right, it's my fault. I did it. How can we make it better? Because really in the in the long term, is it about you satisfying your ego or is it about you know, the business succeeding, everybody there succeeding, everybody, you know, your products, your services, your customers, you know, That's your right. shareholders. So, then David,
1: I'd like to add to that. So what we need to do in that workplace is to make it a safe place for people to, to give us some constructive insight to how we can do things differently or better. Uh, I'm not saying say, tell the person they've done something wrong, but say, Hey, I think there's a better way to do this and, and embrace that when, and encourage that and make sure people see that, uh, publicly that when people are, are coming up with ideas that go against the grain to embrace those ideas and try, them out. try no, them
0: out. No, I think that's a great idea. And one of the things that kind of gets me too is, uh, It really needs to go both ways. I mean, we've been kind of harping on and picking on the leaders, you know, about putting their ego aside and to to listen to folks. But on the other end of it, it has to be a mutual respect because as an employee or as a supporter, you you don't want to just come in barreling in like a bull in a china shop and, well, you're wrong and this is wrong and this is messed up and you did this wrong. Mm. That's you have to show that respect. The leader has to show the respect and the deference to the people that are doing the work. It's one of the things I love about the lean process improvement, uh, just that deference to the people doing the work. But on the other end, you have to have some respect going up as well. You know, just temper it in a message that you would like to hear. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want somebody you know, straight in your face telling you, oh, you're wrong, you're screwed up, you did this, that, and the other. Well, that's right. I, you know, just it'd be respectful on both ends. Mm-hmm. Consider the other person. I think it just that goes a long way too to maintaining honest and open communication. So it's not just a one, one way street from the leader down. I think it really does go both ways. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Good deal. Well, the uh, you talked about three strategies you had here mm-hmm. in the notes about uh, preventing this from happening in your company or organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what were those? Well, so the first
1: one we kind of touched on that is make it clear that it's okay to give constructive criticism so that we can get some solutions. And so obviously you're not going to just criticize a person without some kind of a solution that you're offering to correct the situation. So that's the first thing to make it clear that it's okay to offer constructive criticism, something that's going to create a better solution. And as a result, uh, embrace that when it comes, embrace it and just sh- sh- let people know publicly and privately, that's the kind of, of, uh, of discussion conversation we need to have in that workplace on a regular basis,
0: okay? Because I know you had talked about even doing that, whether it's in one on one group meetings, you know, uh-huh. lots of different environments. Because some people feel much more comfortable giving those suggestions in one on one. Oh, yeah, some people are more than happy to tell everybody in a group setting, and uh-huh. you want to encourage that dialogue, especially if you are in a team meeting. But do you have some ideas and some ways that you can really kind of encourage people? when you're calling a team meeting like that and you're trying to get mm-hmm. those ideas to help, uh, maybe prep the field a little bit and try to get a little bit more interaction from some folks. Sure. Well, one of the first things you have to do is watch your own body language.
1: So if you tell your team, okay, I'm open here. I want you to give us some feedback right now on what we can do to improve things. Uh, don't be sitting there uh, with your, your, your fist clenched or your arms folded <laughs> right. Or I remember one meeting I was part of a company years ago and, uh, President asked that question, and you could just see his leg swinging back and forth underneath the chair, uh, very nervously. You know, very like anticipating some type of a of a of a attack, and he was going to defend himself. And it was funny as I looked around the room, everybody just held their breath and didn't say anything. <laughs> and that's what happens when you give that kind of a, a message through your body that you're. You got your fists up and you're, you're going to defend yourself with what everybody says, despite the fact that you've just asked for this type of criticism, right? So it's funny. first watch your watch your body language. And then uh, again, when people do give a, a, a suggestion or a, a statement, compliment them for that. Say, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. It takes courage to share that with us and show people that it's okay to bring up these concepts and ideas that are going to go against the grain but at the same time, in the long run, create a solution that everyone's going to be a lot better, they'll be much better off with.
0: No, I I would agree with that a lot. And there's one of the things that I was Mm -hmm. very pleased about when I was going through some of my own classwork and training and stuff and and going through a certification program. uh, uh, It was a specific executive coaching program. And it was Mm -hmm. funny because one of the hallmarks of that program was asking for feedback from people. Oh, yeah. But they're thing was very particular about the people that are asking for feedback from their colleagues Mm -hmm. to take the idea tell them thank you and walk away and yes at first i was like okay this is weird why do that the logic behind it was if you if you gave me an idea today tom and i was like oh that was a great idea thanks i can't wait perfect and maybe you do think it's a great idea Mm mm-hmm say thank you walk away because maybe next month they tell you something you're not really want to hear or it's a little bit tougher to implement or it's just something that and even if it's just simply a bad idea mm-hmm. you you oh okay and you take the idea and you go and you're like well wait a minute last month they said that was a great idea and they were all complimentary this month so do they not like my idea mm do they think it's bad and they start judging themselves and then it gives that little bit of internal doubt to do i really want to be open and honest with this person because maybe they're not receiving it simply because of the tone where if it's just a thank you for sharing i -hmm. really appreciate it take that under advisement or uh, you know i'll write that thank you so much and really genuinely be appreciative for the feedback because Mm -hmm. it's going to do nothing but but help
1: improve you over the long run that's right. And, and Dave, to hitchhike on what you just said, and be consistent. Don't be hot and cold. Mm. One month you're open receiving this, uh, this feedback and the next month you get defensive. you got to be consistent. You gotta, otherwise you're going to build a disconnect in there. They're, they're not going to be able to trust you because one month it was okay. The next month it wasn't. It doesn't take long for them to learn. This isn't something I'm going to be participating in because it's, the end is only going to be bad for me. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So what was your second one? So the second idea we wanted to share with our our listeners today was to encourage dissent and blend in. So once you get this dissent uh, where you've asked for this feedback and the people start to give it, then just kind of blend into the background and let the discussion start to go. You'll have mm. other people in the room start to to add in uh, their thoughts and uh, ideas, and just let that flow. Let this this uh, flow of information just happen. Uh, don't be like a uh, a shield that stops it once it gets started. So that's that's the idea. Now, oftentimes people say, "Well, I do I really know if this is going to work?" I always tell people just. Use a formula. It's called the T-MET formula. T stands for try it out. Okay. M stands for measure the results. E stands for evaluate. Well, was it good? Was it better? And then the last T is either tweak or toss the idea. So, again, T-MET. Try it out, measure the results, evaluate, tweak, or toss. So what we're saying there is you can't go wrong if you are constantly trying new ideas and using this type of a system to evaluate whether or not
0: the idea is worth keeping. No, I like that. I like that a lot. It's, uh, mm-hmm. And that way you don't feel like you have to keep every idea. You have to toss every idea. But no. you do have a systematic process to just do a simple evaluation on them. Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember you were telling me about, and I remember for the notes, that it was a really neat facilitation technique. Just something that – and a lot of folks don't do facilitation. And so mm-hmm. from I wanted to make sure and highlight that because if you're bringing a big pe- group of people together, uh huh, you had mentioned before about dividing people into smaller groups. Oh, yes. And, and same thing, kind of get them going in groups. And, and you just, like you mentioned, blend into the background. So maybe mm-hmm. you, as the facilitator – Uh Going from table to table to table or group to group to group, kind of listening and maybe helping out, but for the most part, letting them really drive the discussion. Mm -hmm. And then some people, because they do feel more comfortable sharing in small groups, getting up in front of 30, 40 people in a big team meeting. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll be more than willing to share that in a group of two or three or four, well, three or four Mm -hmm. people tops. And Mm -hmm. then or even a little table of eight or something like that, they'd be more willing to share. And then have that one person from the group who is a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more outgoing to be able to share all the great ideas. So that way you kind of customize it for people that are more than willing to get out and share. And then some that are more reserved and would prefer to do that on a, more of an individual or one-on-one type basis, or at least feel more comfortable in a small. That's a great um, way to do it. Yeah. That's a
1: wonderful way to do it, Dave. Yeah, and then if our, our listeners can in, implement that suggestion, they'll be surprised at how many suggestions or how many comments they get from these, the, these small groups because, again, people are, are less intimidated in sharing their ideas and then it's spoken to the rest of the group by one of their spokespersons at their table. So it's a wonderful
0: way to do it. Yeah, and I think for the discussion, in the table, then I think you absolutely need to have one person get up and kind of share the ideas. Yes. But for the long term implementation to be able to drop into this team formula, mm-hmm. somebody should be recording mm-hmm. and writing down all the ideas so that way you actually get a chance to capture them on paper. So you yes. can go back and actually do the hard evaluation after mm-hmm. the meeting is over. Yes, and then to add add to
1: that, make sure you have people who are accountable who Mm. are going to be following up on whichever idea has been assigned to them. So it may be a number of ideas, but you have one team leader that will take responsibility for making sure that that idea is implemented
0: and come back with a report for the next meeting. Cool, and I like the idea of being, even if you have a a one-time big team meeting that you're bringing everybody together to try to facilitate these ideas, Mm Mm-hmm somehow even if it's just a simple email or something to let everybody know hey here's some of the ideas you know appreciate you guys doing this we really uh got some great feedback here's some of the things that we were able to do because of that so you kind of oh, yeah. that it wasn't just uh disappearing into a black hole so that's right yeah to come back so whoever
1: runs that whole meeting the leader. They need to be accountable to that group because, hey, let's just make it, it make sense. If you follow through on these ideas or, and say, hey, here's the ideas we've used. They worked. Here's the only ones we weren't able to use. But to come back. Now people are saying, okay, they're really listening to us. The next time we have a meeting, I'm going to contribute again. And that's what we want. We want yeah. that steady flow of ideas.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what was the third point? Okay, so let's look at the, the third idea you? we wanted to share with our listeners today. and that is. Uh, so, to praise privately and in public. So, let's say you've got a person that has sh- shared their ideas or concepts that, that may have gone against the grain uh, that were really a good idea and you were glad that you were able to implement them. So, praise that person, now, like we talked about earlier in our, our conversation before our program today. Some people don't want to be praised in public. It, it, maybe it embarrasses them, they just don't feel comfortable. That's fine, then praise them privately. Them privately. Make sure that they uh, get that positive reinforcement for contributing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if you can do it in front of uh, the group, it does reinforce to the rest of the group that, you know what? Joe, who contributed this idea last time that we implemented, did a really great job of, of making that suggestion. Hmm. This just sends a message to the rest of the team that it's okay to make these suggestions and that they're, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You're going to get praise. You're going to be rewarded, uh, albeit in in a form of a a recognition uh, statement in a meeting. So I think that's the key, is to to make sure you praise whoever uh, makes those suggestions, whether you agreed with them or not, and whether they ruffled your feathers or not. uh, Praise that
0: person and do it publicly, privately, uh, or both. I like that. And uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that you had mentioned before, like I said, when we were talking is that when you're trying to create this environment where everybody can learn, grow, share ideas, you know, come up with better solutions to improve their team, their organization, their division, that is not something that just happens randomly or by accident. That is absolutely very intentional and by design. You have Mm -hmm. to create that kind of culture to be able to figure out exactly what do I want, what am I looking for You know what are the things that are going to be um, needed, as far as uh, input, and even if you don't know, at least be willing to take that input. That's That's right. That's exactly right, Dave. So was there to kind of summarize the last things that we talked about? uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about earlier. You want to make it clear that your people feel safe in expressing their ideas and suggestions. Yes. So either one-on-one or in group meetings, or preferably Uh both. Yeah. We want to encourage people to dissent and blend in, especially when Mm -hmm. you're doing more of a group meeting, is to encourage dissent, get those people talking, okay, and Mm -hmm. then let them know by your presence and body language that you approve of the dissenting ideas, at least approve the fact you're getting ideas. Yes. That's a big Mm -hmm. one. And then talk about praising people publicly or privately who share the truth, even if you don't agree with it. That's right. So what are the things that, uh, was there anything else as far as last points that you wanted to make on those three? Sure, well
1: remember that TMET formula we talked about, you can use that for any of those stages, for any of the things that you implement from this discussion here today. Try it out, measure the results, evaluate it, and then tweak or toss it. You can't go wrong, you do that, you'll always be uh, on the cutting edge when it comes to implementing the the ideas that are going to work for your
0: organization. Nice, nice, nice. Any final thoughts, Tom, on uh, maintaining that open and honest communication from your employees? I just would suggest that they do it on a consistent
1: basis keep their ego out of the way and recognize that uh, they're all on the same team. And um, if uh, they're able to do that, they'll, they'll be much more successful.
0: Nice. And one thing I would like to do kind of as a final suggestion, it's always helpful when you know your behavioral and communication style, how you uh, best communicate with people, Yes. kind of the ways to communicate, ways not to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. That self-awareness is very important. And then if you can take that, and then find the same thing out about your direct reports. You might not be able to do that for everybody in the entire organization, but at least the people that report directly to you, that really helps you meet them in the middle and they meet you halfway and then you can communicate with them in a way that they're more effective in communication and so that way you don't do things inadvertently to kind of turn them off, uh, shut them down, or discourage communication and not even realizing it. Absolutely. That's cool. So, anyway, that's all I have for the three ways, foolproof ways to maintain honest and open communication with your employees. Any parting thoughts? No, uh, just that that if you have any questions, feel free to contact
1: us. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we uh, hope that they take these ideas and make something
0: happen. Good deal. Well, thanks for joining Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, bringing you the clean approach to building a successful business. And by clean, we mean communication, leadership, engagement. And without all the drama. Without all the drama. Sounds great. We will see you next time for the next episode of Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave.